Good morning, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to the first episode of NHR the Podcast with your hosts, Junior and Trev. NHR the Podcast is your Saturday morning dive into what is happening around the NEI Hoops world. So grab your coffee. It is time to talk some NEI Hoops. Good morning, Trev. It's a big day for NEI Hoops report today as we keep pushing NHR uh, forward with our new podcast. I know your journey with us began later in the year last year, but mm-hmm. uh, you know I've enjoyed having you on and on the team, and I uh, look forward to growing the uh, podcast with you this year. Yeah, I'm really excited to get this uh, podcast going. Uh, like you said, I jumped on last year, covered the KCAC a little bit as we went down the home stretch, and then um, if for those who don't know me, I, I worked a lot with NHR over the summer to try to get the uh, um, TBT team going, which we'll we'll dive into later. But as we kind of start this full new year, um, it's excited to start in, and we can do a lot of new things. And we've grown our team, and um, yeah, just really excited to get this going for the first episode. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I hope uh, hope uh, any the any uh, nation enjoys it. Uh, I know uh, kind of some of our stuff it'll just be us two on this episode, mm-hmm. but uh, in the future we'll turn it into uh, some coaches and and have a coaches show uh, a part of uh, part of our uh, episodes as well. So looking forward to doing that. But uh, hey, jumping right in, you know I I have to be honest with you, it's uh, it's been a great uh, it's been great to have a couple weeks of of college basketball. So fun. You know, despite what some of the, N- the NCAA Division One analysts say, there is college <laughs> basketball being played right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, COVID-19 put, a, put an abrupt stop to last season and uh, just kind of was a shock to everyone. I think I, I think that just the way the season ended, um, a lot of the seniors, you know, unfortunately, um, they were still playing at the time. You know, they, they won't uh, get that back. But, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, I know it's it's a uh, it's been a long off season, um, but watching the games the past few weeks uh, has kind of helped bring some normalcy or normalcy back to my life. Um, you know, it's been one of those things that uh, you know, you, you, watching college basketball has mm-hmm. always been a been a fun thing for me, um, even back in my coaching days. Um, but uh, I missed it; I really did miss it. It's good to have it back. I know you're. I know some of our friends on the West Coast, um, especially those in Oregon, are are fighting to get back yep. on the court. Um, I, I know that some of the, you know, depending on where you're at in the country, you know, I know they're fighting some, even some government policies out there um, up in Oregon. Um, I know that some, even some of the California leagues are, are uh, and then a couple other leagues in, in Montana and Idaho and elsewhere are, are aren't going to get going until after the start of the year, even a couple teams in Missouri. So, um, you know, no matter where we're at uh, and, and, you know, it hasn't been a perfect start to the year. I know a couple of games have been uh, postponed and pushed back already, but, at the end of the day, we're moving forward and, and we have college basketball. Yeah, and I think that's just something to be grateful for. Uh, I remember last year watching the NAI D2 tournament and um, watching Ottawa, who I saw many times during the year. They were the last team to win a game out up in uh, South Dakota. And just literally minutes after they had won, the season was called. And it just, not even just from the Braves themselves, but all over the country, just people like bummed about um just the season ending what's going to happen is it going to be rescheduled and stuff and obviously things have taken a turn for a drastic turn um to where we are now but um like you said it's just good to have college basketball back it's bringing a sense of normalcy back into our lives um obviously in my day-to-day jobs i'm working all home events and stuff so um just being able to work basketball games again and, and other sports too um has just kind of like i said brought some normalcy back into it 
Um, good to see, um, you know, conference games starting already. Um, some teams are kicking off their season now. Some are waiting till the spring. But um, the NAI in general, all across the board and their conferences underneath them have done a really good job prepping for this stuff. And, and like you said, too, um, just basketball is here. All these analysts like to say, I know John Rothstein's a, a fun one that I have to follow, and he's always counting down 20-some days until basketball returns. And Well, we have basketball right now, and we have good basketball, and it's been really fun to see these teams adjust and these coaches adjust um, to playing in a pandemic um, and doing things the right way. Uh, games are going to get postponed. Games have been postponed. Some teams haven't played their first game yet, but I think that was expected, and everybody knows that going in, that as long as we can have a season and a full season – whatever that means. Um, I think everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. And, and as long, you know, listen, as long as we can do that safely and, and whatever that picture, you know, of safety looks like, uh, you know, within that, you know, I know a lot of different leagues are, are a little bit different, but uh, you know, whatever, whatever you're, if you're allowing fans, you're not allowing fans. I mean, I, you know, as long as we're going to do that safely and, mm -hmm. and continue to move forward, I, I really, I really think that we, we should promote it. And, and it's been, been a good start of the year. Like I said, not perfect, but, it has been a good start to the year and um you know and, and with that being said you know the nei made some some big time uh news uh this past week and um we're finally um joining all the ncaa program or uh, divisions and and giving that year back of eligibility to kids uh here uh, both for fall and winter mm -hmm. um but you know with our basketball kids and i and i mentioned this in the morning bullets uh, earlier this year but it's something i i really believe in i i don't i I understand where people are like, oh, you got to sign if you're a high school kid, your, you know, scholarships are going down. And, and I totally get it. I really do. Um, but I also want to make sure that people understand that, you know, not every kid is going to stay, you know, mm -hmm. there, there definitely will be some roster turnover. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, there's kids that, you know, whether they're going to go play pro basketball or, you know, maybe they have, uh, you know, an internship with a good company, you know, that they're going to go work and just jump into the real world or, or whatever that case may be, um, you, you, we will have a, a lot of roster turnover still too. Um, but the good part is that some of those kids, it gives them the option or the choice to come back if they want to come back. And you know, I've heard it from, you know, a couple, couple, uh, you know, Christian Rodriguez's uh, father, uh, you know, him and I talk uh, and bands back and forth. But kids like that, that are that uh, are fun to watch and and uh, you know, are, are going to get a, an extra year. Um, I know they were really nervous in the playing this year, but, mm -hmm. but, uh, um, you know, Christian's been a really good ball player up at Cornerstone, uh, who, who's got a great tradition, program, traditional program up there. Um, you know, kind of a, a great program, but, uh, but it's great for those kids that are going to get that extra year of eligibility. Um, and if they want to come back and play, they get to come back and play. And, and us as fans, I mean, and for us who are covering, um, you know, it'll be great to see those names coming back across the board. And, um, you know, you even look further, um, you know, some of those guys that are, that are, uh, you know, competing in some of these record books, you know, mm -hmm. you can kind of wonder what will happen if they come back for a fifth year and, and uh, it'll be a fun year. It'll be a fun year, but uh, it's nice to know that, you know, kids can have an extra one if they want. Yeah, and I think that's just it. It's just nice to have the option. I think the NAI did the right thing here, just kind of jumping on board with everybody else. Um, but, and like you said, not everyone's going to take that extra year. Um, and I know once the opportunity presents itself to a lot of these student athletes, um, whether to move on with their lives or their careers, whatever they may be, um, versus staying another year in college, um, that's a big decision. And 
it's not going to go 100% either way. They're not going to always stay. They're not going to always go. Um, so, I mean, I do see both sides. Um, you got players waiting in programs to kind of be that next guy. Um, whereas you also have, you know, some students who are missing out on um, their seasons because of the pandemic. So, um, like like you said, it's just a good option to have. It's just good to give them that option and um, there's going to be a lot of decisions coming down to these players and what they want to do moving forward. But um, the worst thing that you could do is just not give them the option and not give them the opportunity. So now that the ball's in their court, um, they can really sit down and determine what's best for them moving forward. Well, and one of the things that we used to always tell our tell kids when we were recruiting is that, uh, um, you know, if you're afraid of competition when you go to school, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably not going to make it at college basketball right. anyway. So. You know, some of these rosters that may have a lot of returners back uh, next year because of, of the decision, you know, the, these, you know, if we have if we have recruits or or parents of recruits or whatever or coaches, you know, that are listening to this podcast, you know, just know that don't steer a kid away. If, if a kid's comfortable and, and they like the program, they should sign. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's no matter who's coming back, because at the end of the day, I, I really do think that the competition level of some of those older classmen. Um, will make those young kids even better players um, because they have to go up against them every day in practice. Um, so I, I really don't think that's a, you know, that's an issue. I think that, that only makes the NEI talent level and talent pool um, even better than what it is um, already. Right. Um, I, I know a lot of people, you know, you know, have have ill thoughts on the NEI basketball and what the talent level is. But if you actually go out and watch a game, um, the talent level is is definitely uh, way better than most people think, and and it, it will only get better now because of this ruling. Yeah, for sure. And I, like you touched on with recruiting, I mean, there again, it comes down to these kids and what they want. And there's no there's no wrong thing. There's no wrong decision. There's no shame in signing with the school if you're going to have to redshirt or sit behind a couple of players, because um, chances are, I mean, if that's the case, that's a pretty good program, in my opinion. Um, and if you got to sit behind players who are there for now five years, um, you can learn a lot from these players and um like just leaving it at that, I think that's just a, a great decision by the NAI, and I hope to see um, a lot of the the players take advantage of this. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. Well, you know, I talked earlier about the, the NAI being a couple weeks uh, into the season. Um, anything struck your eye yet from from some of the teams that have played, or some of the players that you've seen play? Um, well, it's crazy so far. So obviously, for those who know me, I am a big KCAC follower, Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference. Uh, sorry. Hand, uh, mouthful there, but um, th- we're already in conference play here, and it's it's been crazy to see a lot of these non-conference games. Um, sometimes teams will play, uh, you know, some NCCA schools or um, non-league member schools, just has like tune-up games and warm-up games. But some of these schools don't have the option um, due to COVID, so they've been kind of scheduling just whoever's close around them. I know Bethel; their first game of the season was against USAO. Um, which is always a tough opponent. And um, that was just like, that's something that you kind of can't really tell one way or the other, how a team is heading into the conference play. And now Bethel goes and um, defeats Oklahoma Wesleyan in overtime on Wednesday. Um, Oklahoma Wesleyan was picked first, I believe in one of the preseason polls and um, they dropped their first game of the season in overtime um, in the conference play. So again, that's kind of something that I've been seeing all across the board too, is um, there hasn't been a lot of these non-conference games uh, where you can kind of just see, you know, teams run up the score and players get inflated stats. It's really just been good team versus good team to begin the year. Um, Southwestern ended up having to go to Kansas Wesleyan and and play Benedictine and Morningside. 
Uh, same with Kansas Wesleyan had to play them as well. And um, those might not be games scheduled this early on in the season in a normal year. Uh, so it's just been cool. Like I said, it's just been cool to see um, these teams really just match up against one another and you just play. Um, and now that we're in conference season, there's really no room for, for air. You kind of know who you're dealing with and uh, there's going to be probably some surprises in a lot of these leagues uh, just because we haven't seen a lot of them yet. But um, I think that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, uh, I will, I really like your point there about the, the uh, matchups that we've seen, you know, they're not playing. I mean, most of the leagues uh, around the country have condensed their, their schedules down. I, I know the KCAC, I think probably has one of the, mm-hmm. the more, I think they're allowed to play more games than most teams uh, around the, the NEI world, but uh, what, what you guys are allowed 25 I mean, games. Yeah. We're playing everybody long. twice, just like we do any other year. So it's 20, 24 games in our conference schedule. Yeah. yeah and you know, a lot of teams that are down to, you know, down to 20 or, or you know, they, they may only get, you know, two or three non-conference games. Um, and, and especially in some of these bigger leagues like the KCAC and, and even the uh, Appalachian uh, Athletic Conference, they started, uh, they had a game, a conference game the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I believe that a couple more leagues are starting up this week. Um, but, but even more regional play, you know, one thing that I noticed, um, I believe some of the Sooner uh, Athletic Conference teams are, are playing teams in their own league, but they're not playing them as a conference game. I think I caught that on, uh, you know, last night there was a big, you know, Texas Wesleyan got a big win, um, which is kind of an underrated team, by the way, that's a team to watch uh, for some teams. I really, really thought that they looked good last night. Uh, um, but, you know, it, yeah, you get to see some teams uh, pop a little bit early and, and we'll see what happens when scouting reports get out on some of these teams too, you know, scouting teams, scouting reports, uh, you know, especially on some of these new, new guys that are around. Um, can change change the uh, the landscape of the of, of a team, but uh, yeah, a few early surprises. I know uh, I know you and I talked a little bit off off air about Tabor. I mean, I know them. They've lo- they've looked good. Huntington, um, you know, with their with the new coach uh, out there, uh, you know, the uh, Alford's doing a good job. His dad also was great at, at Indiana, but you know, he's he's building up his own name and uh, out at Huntington and Indiana, and and they've looked good the last couple of games I watched them play. Um, any, anybody else for you? I know you want to talk, you probably want to talk about Tabor a little bit, but, uh, anybody else that stuck out to I you? Think, I think for me in, in kind of my regional bubble here, um, I think Tabor has to be the surprise team of the season so far. They, um, they picked up two big wins in Nebraska. I forget who they beat. I think it was Peru state and Hastings. Um, and they looked pretty convincing doing it. And then they were, they, they knocked off Sterling to start the KCAC. So I think they're three and zero or four and zero this year. Um, I believe they had four wins all of last year, com- like total. Um, they ended up losing one of the best players in the country. In the, I mean, I can say country. He was he was phenomenal, Tyler Zinn. So there's a lot of question marks surrounding them. They're well coached, um, but I think they just coming out four and zero, three and zero, getting that first KCAC win. I think they're a team to look out for in that conference. Yeah, three and zero right now. It looks like uh, with Wendell or Concordia, there you Hastings, go. Uh, both both had good years mm-hmm. last year in the G Pack. So, um, yeah, they're they're definitely a team. Um, I, I actually, well, uh, I want to talk about a couple of players. Uh, you know, two two of my favorite freshmen from last year um, have started out the season uh, playing really really well. I mentioned one of them in the in the morning bullets, um, and Anthony Brown from from Midwest or from uh, Mid American Nazarene. Uh, Six five wing player that that is fun to watch. If, if anybody out there that's listening has, has not seen him play, he he can fill it up quick. Um, and, and he he'll be uh him at, with an extra year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't imagine the heart of America is uh, happy to have him back for for five years. Uh, 
in the league. He, he's going to have a great career. Um, and then I hope I spell, I hope I pronounce his name right, but Riley Minnick's uh, from uh, Southeastern Florida. Um, he was one of my favorites from, from last year watching him. And um, he's coming off, uh, I think he had 29 points and, and nine rebounds earlier this week. And uh, just, just playing two, two sophomores that I, I noticed this week um, that, that I enjoyed playing or enjoyed watching last year. And, and they've started off uh, this year, you know, kind of where they took off where they, they la- or where they left last year. And they're just fun to watch. Um, so those are two guys I want to point out. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have more time to talk. Obviously, we're going to do this every Saturday. Um, and, and we can talk about more teams and more players. Um, but I want to move forward, you know, and, and uh, talk a little bit uh, about our games of the week to watch. You, you got anybody that uh, you're circling any games you're circling for this week? Yeah, I was, um, well, first of all, I was, I was looking at the schedule ahead and I see Oklahoma Wesleyan, who I just mentioned before, is actually traveling up to Indiana Wesleyan uh, today uh, to play. I think it's today. It could be tomorrow, but I think it's today to play um, Indiana Wesleyan, who's ranked third uh, in the country. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Um, that was something they just kind of added. Yeah, they're playing the third-ranked Indiana Wesleyan team. That's big trip. I think it was a schedule change, too. Someone might have dropped out of their little classic they're doing up there. Uh, so that that's another game to watch. But uh, looking forward on the week, I had Oklahoma Wesleyan playing Ottawa on Friday. Um, that's obviously two teams that uh, were picked to finish on top of the KCAC. Two t- top teams in the KCAC uh, going at it. So that'll be a big one. That'll probably determine uh, placement in the standings early on. And then... Um, Another intriguing one I saw was uh, Mid America Christian versus uh, Segu uh, South Southwestern Assemblies of God on uh, Thursday. Um, we and you and I were talking a little bit of that before we uh, started this show, and they played really th- three really good games last year. Um, I believe Macu was uh, one of the top teams in the country, and uh, Segu was a, a twenty win team last year. So I think that'll be a a good early season test for both of them. Yeah, no, those, those three games last year were, were some of my favorites I watched. Uh, they they seemed to, to have some battles uh, last year. And I, I believe, I'd have to look at the schedule, but I believe that, uh, you know, uh, Mac U didn't lose a lot last year. Um, I think they only lost two or three games, and, and uh, Sag U was one of them. So uh, to have that early early season contest will, be, will definitely be fun. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, uh, I actually have a couple different games scheduled or circled for me. I have uh, – one that'll be tonight uh, that'll be really fun to watch is uh, uh, two rank, two top 25 teams in Xavier, uh, Louisiana and Loyola, Louisiana. Um, you know, they got two or three all Americans that'll be on that uh, on the floor at the same time, which will be fun uh, mad battling, but uh, 11 miles separates two schools. And, you know, they're, they, they always seem to have good battles and, and obviously they're, they're only 11 miles apart. So, you know, you have a lot of kids that are, have been recruited by both schools and, have gone their own own direction and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, they're one of the Rashawn Mart, who, uh, no offense to Daryl Baker. I really like Daryl Baker out of Talladega. I think he's a, a big time player as well. Um, I don't think you go wrong with either one of them, but Daryl Baker was, uh, was a player of the or preseason player of the year in the league. Um, Rashawn Mart, I, I don't know how you can't vote him number one. I, I he, he is a big time player, two time all American. He is going to be fun to watch. Uh, I, I think that that game, uh, I believe it's number 17 versus number 19. Um, and, and they that game right there uh, tonight, later on to this afternoon, uh, is going to be a very, very good game. Uh, and then tomorrow, actually on Sunday, I have a fun one. And it's not just a game. I do think Harris Stowe is going to be better this year. They, they, they had a good end of the year, uh, end of the year last year. 
uh, won the AMC uh, conference tournament, um, and they were primed, I think, to to uh, to make maybe do some damage to the national tournament uh, last year. But uh, a lot of that was because of uh, Deshaun Munson, and Deshaun is, Munson is a, is a, I mean, he'll be up there for player of the year in the league. Um, he, he was or player of the year in the in national player of the year. Sorry, in NEI. Um, he is a kid that uh, all American last year. I think he had six or seven uh, triple doubles last year. So he, he's a kid that, you know, he, he can fill it up as well. Um, but, but the matchup between him and Kevion Blaylock from William Penn on Sunday, I think that game's at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Um, you know, William Penn plays up-tempo. Uh, they have not played a game yet, so it'll be interesting to see what they have this year. I know they have a lot of returners. Um, but but Kevion Blaylock returning All-American versus Deshaun Munson, Harris Stowe, William Penn. Uh, that is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, anytime you can get two of the best players in the country on the floor at the same time, uh, you know, you know, I'm always intrigued. So, um, I, I, my my two games that I'm watching, you know, my game of the game of the week, that my the one that I'm really excited about um, is, is Xavier versus Loyola. But I'm very very intrigued about the the player matchup with uh, with Munson and, and Blaylock. I think that'll be a fun matchup on a and Sunday. While we're while so, we're uh, still in Louisiana. Let's just give a quick shout out uh, to Shreveport's Kadavion Evans with the uh, quadru- quadruple double he had back on November first. Uh, Thirty-one points, eleven rebounds, eleven assists, and ten steals. You know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because when I retweeted it, you know, you just yep. naturally think triple double because yeah, we saw that expected quadruple double. <laughs> and so I retweeted it, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's our first uh, triple double of the year, and then. Uh, Jake, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he, he quickly he quickly uh, made sure that I knew it was quadruple double, and I had mm-hmm. to do a double check on it. I'm like, oh my goodness, a quadruple double! So, yeah, for sure, big time game. I know, I know the the competition level uh, they were playing is not great. It doesn't but, matter, yeah, and it's and still hard to comments, do. Yeah, yeah. Couple couple comments underneath the thing were asking about, you know, why they were even playing that team, and, and I just want to tell people like right now, especially in COVID area era, you know, you kind of play who's in your area and. and there's not a lot of teams down in that area. I know that uh, Shreveport, uh, you know, they, they always play some some exhibition games against mm-hmm. some D2s, and, and I think they maybe have a D1 on the schedule if it's still on there. I know a lot of a lot of the D1 games are getting uh, postponed uh, for any eyes this year um, because any eyes are having to push – or the D1s are having to push their schedule back. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't, it doesn't matter who they're playing. I mean, a quadruple double, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that is impressive no matter no matter how it comes. and. And definitely, that was a great shout out by you. You know, the the one thing that uh, you know, just to try to put a put an end to the to our first first uh, podcast here, the uh, the exciting thing about about uh, you know the website and moving on is that we get to cover a lot of great teams, mm-hmm. and a lot of great players, and a lot of great coaches. Um, you know, there's there's a a lot of coaches. Uh, there's a lot of older coaches. Uh, you know, I I know that uh, we have a lot of guys that are 700 uh, victories and and and. And continuing to win games and, and get the record up, but uh, um, we have so many great coaches in the eye, and, and it's so fun to cover. And I can't wait to have some of them on on our Saturday morning coaches edition of this, and um, just talk some hoops and, and be able to continue to to uh, grow the podcast. But uh, is there anything you want to say? To sign uh, just off? a reminder to follow NHR on Twitter, but also follow the Advantage TBT. Um, for those who have been following along this past couple of months, uh, this past summer we um, put together a all NAIA 
alumni team to try and compete in the basketball tournament that takes place every summer. And unfortunately, COVID had them um, shrink their acceptance or number of accepted teams to uh, at 24. Uh, normally, it's 64. So um, I've spoken with members of the organization. Um, I've actually worked a tournament before. So um, I I heard from a lot of people that we they love the idea of our team and in any other year there would have been a shot for us to compete over last summer so we are going to use that momentum um, heading into this next summer we got more time uh, we have some more awareness of people who are following along and rooting for us um, so just keep tabs on that account on both twitter and instagram um, we use um, naihoopsreport.com to kind of um, send out some updates sometimes so as the summer months get closer, we're probably going to be a lot more active on that. Um, a lot of our targets and people who had signed up last year to play for us are overseas right now and doing great things. So we hope that uh, we have a lot of them back last year, as well as our coaches that we had signed up. So um, just a shameless little plug there. I'm sure that you'll hear me talk about that a lot more um, during these episodes. But um, it's an exciting thing for us and a great way to get the entire league on notice. No doubt, no doubt. I think that's a. I think that team will be really, really fun and, and be able to to you know put NEI up against everybody, you know, and that'll be a fun, fun avenue to uh, do that with. Um, like Trev said, you know, always uh follow us on on our social media accounts. We actually just uh crossed the nine thousand follower mark on on our Twitter account, HR Hoops Report. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter and. Um, we're, we're doing a lot more on Instagram too. Um, shout out to Jeremy Wright. He's, he's been doing a great job of, of running some of our accounts and doing some different interviews and stuff. Um, and I know he's calling, calling the, the free Hardeman game tomorrow so, or on, uh, on Saturday. So later on this afternoon. So, you know, excited to listen to him. Uh, we have a great team uh, in HR Hoops Report. And I, I can't uh, thank everybody enough for, for joining on. Uh, you guys do such a great job of, of carrying the site. Um, and, and I can't look, or I'm excited to see where it goes, but, uh, thank you for listening to, uh, the podcast. Uh, we're excited to continue to grow and, uh, looking forward to a great weekend of hoops.